0: Somebody that wants to either begin or accelerate their financial health needs to find someone who has gained the knowledge and experience and has the ability to help them move from where they are to where they want to be.
1: Welcome to Surgeon Syndicate. If you're paying attention, you know that you only make money when you work. It might be great money, but it's dependent on you. The information on this podcast will help you solve that. We interview experts and provide analysis into financial freedom through commercial real estate. Why? To help physicians like you thrive. Let's dive in. Welcome to Surgeon Syndicate. This is your host, Dr. Michael McManus, and we are here today with Alan Underwood. Alan has an extensive history. He's a pilot, an entrepreneur, a real estate developer, an investor, a speaker too much here really to jump into right away so we'll get into a little more here with the show so alan welcome to the show and thank you for being here
0: mike it's so good to see you again
1: so tell us a little bit more about you and then we'll get into some of your various endeavors because they've got some great connections to healthcare and to the people who are listening
0: yeah i love how you mentioned there's maybe two months just to hit and a highlight reel until about maybe three years ago I thought that that meant I had business ADD or that I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up because for most of my career, I've done a lot of different experiences. I started pizza restaurants when I was 21 years old and grew those from startup to about a $5 million per year business. And then sold that and went into the car business because that's a natural progression from restaurants is into selling cars. So I moved into that um managing someone else's dealerships and realized in that transition that I really enjoyed being the boss and so I also realized that selling cars made a lot more money than selling pizza so I looked for a way to start my own dealership and did that 3 or 4 years after and did that for 13 years from 07 until 2020 and near probably in 2017 or 2018 started purchasing some commercial real estate. And once I exited the car dealerships, sold those, we'd grown that company from startup to about $16 million a year in revenue. And then was looking for something that I could do from home and be with my family more. And so transitioned full-time into real estate. So the last couple of years I've done, I don't know, 10 to $20 million in real estate acquisitions and sales. I've got a 91 unit apartment complex under development. We've launched a fund developing property in San Diego that our goal is to make that a $200 million company. So they had just a lot of fun and it's been uh, quite the ride.
1: That's awesome. So from pizza to cars to real estate, so it's not always a straight path.
0: I think it usually isn't a straight path, at least with me, it's not been a straight path. I know some other people that seem to know the beginning from the end when they start, but that just wasn't me.
1: (laughs) I'm going to make sure my daughter listens to this when she's starting her college career and is like, Dad, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And it's like, guess what? It's going to change anyway. So you can launch in, do something for a while, and then find something else that's fun to do.
0: Yeah, that's the beauty of choice and living where we live is that if you have a desire or a dream and you're not afraid to try it, the door is wide open for you.
1: That's awesome. Well, I want to jump into your involvement with Angel Flight West because this is such a cool program. Tell me more about Angel Flight West.
0: Yeah. So I think understanding how I got into that is important also because there may be people that are, going through something similar. So Mike, if I tell the thumbnail version of my story, it sounds like started at 21, grew a bunch of businesses, had tons of success, and I was doing real estate, and you probably missed the most important part of that story. And that started to happen in 2016. So in 2016, we had our last child and she was born with a serious birth defect called gastroschisis. And for those that aren't aware, don't know what gastroschisis is, it's when there's an opening in the abdomen. Her abdomen didn't fully form, and so she was born with all of her intestines and fallopian tubes outside of her body. And obviously that required being in the NICU, and it was very difficult in that situation The first thing is there's a lot of questions. What is this that we're dealing with? We had a lot to learn about what gastroschisis was. The next question was, how are we gonna pay for this? We knew that we were looking at a seven-figure baby. There's gonna be millions of dollars worth of treatment, not just when she was born, but throughout her life, there would be additional procedures required. And then the last thing was just logistically, how would we do it? At the time I was running the car dealership, plus we had a couple other businesses going. We were homeschooling our other children. And so looking at the dynamics of how do we have a parent in the hospital with a sick child manage the business and manage the family was a very difficult to figure those things out. Fast forward from that, and then what really pushed me into aviation, which was something I'd wanted to do my whole life, but I'd never allowed myself the time. Was in 2018, we lost my mother-in-law really unexpectedly to cancer. We found out one week that she had cancer, and seven days later, she'd passed away. 13 months after that, we lost my father-in-law to cancer. And 13 months after that, we lost my dad to a massive stroke. And so we went from medical crisis with my daughter to a series of very heartbreaking and unexpected losses in our family and for me that put me in a very deep state of depression and i found myself for the first time in my life unable to manage daily life i had a hard time getting out of bed when i could and i would go to work i could only be there for a couple hours before i would start feeling really anxious And I would end up leaving and I would usually I would drive to a nearby state park and crawl in the backseat of my truck and sleep for most of the rest of the day. It was a really difficult period of my life and I knew that something was going to need to change that I couldn't continue to live that way. And I reached out to a friend who had gone through a very difficult midlife crisis and he had actually spent a month in a mental health retreat getting all kinds of different counseling and therapy. And he has said, and still maintains, that was the very best investment he's ever made in his life. It cost him about $40,000 and he spent a month, but he came out healed and with the tools to deal with future difficult challenges. Uh, That didn't feel like the right path for me, but it did give me a budget of what I might need to spend in order to get healthy. And I had the, bright idea of one day to take a flying lesson and i'll never forget that day as soon as we lifted off the ground in that small little cessna 172 it felt like the depression the difficult things i was experiencing stayed on the ground and when i walked in the front door of my house after that lesson my wife took one look at me and she said oh you found your thing didn't you and i did <laughs> The mental focus of training for flying, the joy of being in the plane completely. It wasn't instantaneous, but it allowed me to break out of the slump that I was in. And I recognized that there was something really powerful in that experience for me. And I wanted to share it with other people. So I started Googling aviation charities, came across Angel Flight West. And Angel Flight West and our sister organizations across the country are the only air charity that I know of that operates nationwide. And our mission is to give hope wings. We help people who are dealing with medical challenges far from home by solving the questions that I had with our daughter, the questions of what are our options, how do we pay for it? And logistically, how do we do it? And the way that we do that is we have a volunteer core of about 2000 volunteer pilots who use their private airplanes and volunteer their time and the complete expense of the flight to help people travel to receive medical care. Very great example that was my very first flight was a young man whose name is Bradley. And Bradley and his family live in Lake Havasu, our Bullhead City, Arizona, about six hours, five to six hour drive from the children's hospital. Bradley, 15, was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma And three times a week, his mom was driving the five and a half to six hour drive both ways to get Bradley the treatment he needed and then getting back home to her two boys. She was a single mom at the time. So it doesn't take much of an imagination to recognize that financially that was a huge strain on the family. Logistically, that was a huge strain. And then if you think of having a mom that's stressed and tired on the road, that puts her family in a dangerous position. And from a healing standpoint, for Bradley to have to be in the car for 12 hours a day, three times a week was not ideal. My flight with Bradley was an hour and 15 minutes from the time I picked him up till we were back on the ground, and about an hour and a half from the time that I picked him up until he was at his medical appointments at Phoenix Children's Hospital. So it's absolutely life-changing for the people that we fly.
1: That's incredible. And when we first talked about that, I had no idea that that existed. So this is a great place that other providers can hear about it. And if you have patients who have a long trip to receive care, since angel flight is nationwide, it's something they could look at reaching out to, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So any patient traveling up to a thousand miles, we can help. And there's different missions that we do. So our primary mission is non-emergency medical transportation can be cancer patients, transplant patients, burn survivors. But in addition to the medical flights that we do, also sometimes you'll have a condition where maybe there's a family member that's receiving care and there's not other family close. We can also fly in the family members so that they can spend time with their loved ones or other care providers. There are some kind of remote areas in Arizona where Their care providers. It takes them a long time to get where they need to go to provide the care that they need. And so we can provide flights for those care providers. We also do relocation flights for victims of domestic violence and abuse. So we can fly them up to a thousand miles away so they can get to a safe place. We do flights for active duty and military veterans. And we fly missions in support of other air charities and for disaster relief maybe our pilot's favorite mission is every summer we do camps for kids who have life-ending or life-altering conditions. So we'll raise funds to pay for the camps and then provide the transportation to get them to those camps so they can be with other kids that are going through a similar situation.
1: Wow, that's awesome. And where I'm at in Green Bay, Wisconsin, we treat a lot of people from the upper peninsula of Michigan, which Although we're not as spread out as Arizona, there are people who are coming a long ways for a lot of their things back and forth. Just a really cool program.
0: Those people, that Uber, wanted, you got to get them the care they need, right? <laughs>
1: that's right. <laughs> <laughs> got to take care of the Ubers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody wanted to become part of this or assist with it, where could they look for more information?
0: Yeah, to volunteer or donate or to schedule a flight, you can go to angelflightwest.org. In other areas of the country, I don't know all of their specific websites, but I know if you can get to angelflightwest.org, they'll have links to the other sister locations that are across the country. And there's no cost to the flights and there's no limit to the number of flights that we can do. There are some children that we've been flying for 15 or 20 years as they've received ongoing care this year is our 40th year in operation and we'll complete our 100,000th mission this year
1: 100,000th mission i mean that's staggering to think about so all right, i included the angelflightwest.org in the show notes so that's there um i mean it's such an incredible story because you're right. When you first told the, I went to pizza and then a car dealer that often we see the success story, but not everything else. And often it's some of those big life events that change trajectory. And we're in this burnout pandemic in healthcare where the number of providers who are really suffering. So sometimes I think it helps them to see, to hear the story of somebody who went through something really tough, kind of regrouped and got back on their feet and got going again. And it's awesome that you used that transition or that recovering from your own crisis to start doing something that helps so many other people. That's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, one of the greatest lessons I think that I've learned during that period is something that Ed Milet says frequently is that nothing in life happens to you. Everything in life happens for you. But when we're in those difficult circumstances, it sure doesn't feel that way. I didn't feel like life was happening for me when I was in the middle of the depression. But having learned that lesson now, it really helps when you know, I have good days and bad days. I think anybody who's dealt with anxiety or depression knows that you can go a long period of time, but there may be days where you're feeling down. And the great thing is, is that now having had that experience and learning those lessons, Not only do I understand the difference between a good day and a bad day a little bit better, but I also now have tools to help me deal with when I can feel that coming on so I don't end up in the same place where I'm at. And the other great thing that's come out of that is the ability to see that in other people. Prior to having that experience myself, I really thought that depression and anxiety was just something people were making up because I hadn't experienced it. I didn't have any compassion for it. And I recognize that was completely wrong, that it's the same as dealing with a broken arm or a broken leg or some sort of viral infection or something. It's a medical condition that needs to be treated that way and handled with compassion and care.
1: Yeah, and it's incredible because a lot of the time people are really good about not showing the suffering. They may show up to work and just power through, but underneath there's a huge struggle until it reaches a real crisis. So. It is an important thing. So let's dig into a little bit since this is our uh, real estate show. And I like that in your bio here, that you talk about how doctors have a special skill set that they've learned and mastered by experience, and they're looking to give hope and healing. And so then you relate that part of the experience you're trying to give, what you're doing with your real estate business and offering investments. Just explain your thought process on that, because it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, thank you. I think that sometimes we get this idea that I can't do something or I could never do that. And I couldn't do what you do, Mike. But if I need that service, I go and find it, right? and i feel like for anybody who's syndicating we have an investment fund now we're offering a similar service in that somebody that wants to either begin or accelerate their financial health needs to find someone who has gained the knowledge and experience and has the ability to help them move from where they are to where they want to be and that is real blessing i feel like to I have people's trust in that case. We opened our fund about six weeks ago and have just passed the 1.1 or $1.2 million mark. And I don't say that as like a badge of honor, but I really feel like the reward there is that through what I've learned and how I've managed myself and with the experience and knowledge that I've gained, I now have the trust. enough people to where they're willing to entrust me with their financial future i take that very very seriously probably quite candidly more seriously than i take my own in that i recognize when i'm doing something making an investment there's an opportunity with anything that we do for problems to come up we spent as a team probably six months working with an actuary. I have a degree in accounting. My partner has an MBA in finance. We lived inside of a spreadsheet working on the projections and our calculations because I did not want to take anything public that I felt had not absolutely been gone through exponentially probably degree than what I would do. I'm more of a Personally, if I see something, I feel like I can look at a house, I can see the numbers and go, okay, that makes sense. And I figure out the details moving forward. But taking someone else's funds in hand, that's just not the way that it works, at least not with our team, as every property undergoes a really detailed underwriting process before we move forward with an investment, because making a great profit is one thing. Continuing to have someone's trust to me as the ultimate prize. It's rewarding for me mentally, emotionally, and financially. I think hopefully for everybody.
1: That's pretty cool. Cause for a lot of people, and it's really why this show is here is a lot of docs and other healthcare providers that start going to school and you just go to school and go to school and go to school for years, and then you pop out on the other side and start earning a high income and there's all this stuff you don't know about and you tend to just invest in the standard things which is you put it in your 401k which is just a menu of index funds or different funds and if you have extra money you tend to put it in the same place as find somebody and buy stocks and there's so many opportunities you miss out to move your financial health forward and to diversify and so when you find somebody who you trust who can help shepherd your money forward it's a pretty cool thing for doctors and healthcare providers and i've been amazed by how many people don't have anything really outside of the stock market and
0: we have different skill sets right i admire the ability that i see in doctors and dentists and other healthcare providers to stick to school for 8, 10, 12, 16 years to pursue a passion that they have or a desire that they have. Obviously, from what we talked about in my bio, sticking to school for that long was never going to be an ability that I had. So I learned in different ways. I learned a different set of skills. Nobody wants me in the operating room helping somebody through a surgery. That would not go well. And likewise, I think it's great when we can collaborate on those skills a lot of my investors are pilots and you find a common problem, as you see with doctors and dentists and the other people that you're commonly working with, Mike, is that they've gained a skill set and then we feel unable or maybe really timid to pursue other ventures that are outside of our area of knowledge. And that's probably a good thing because it's, it'd be easy to get taken advantage or lose money In that way and that's going to affect everything your mental health your emotional health certainly your financial health and so providing a tool like you have a show where trusted syndicators can come on that are offering something that can be exponentially better than what you might find in the stock market way more tax advantage i think is such a great service
1: Well, we wouldn't have it without people like you to hear it come and talk to because I don't think anybody wants to listen to me go on and on and I don't have the experience you (laughs) do. So this has been a great start to our conversation. I want to thank everybody for joining us. So we're going to wrap up this first part of our show and please come back and listen to the second half of the episode. We're going to dig into some of the investments and the things that Alan's working on right now. So thank you for being here again today on the Surgeon Syndicate, and we'll see you shortly. This has been an episode of Surgeon Syndicate. If you found value in this episode, no other surgeons are hungry to become job optional. You can help them by sharing this content today. I also want to serve you better, so I wanna offer you two things. Number one, I'll be able to give you the content in an even better way if you can take a moment and leave an honest review of the show explaining what you like and what you don't. And number two, if you are a surgeon and serious about this, you don't want to do this on your own because you don't want to make mistakes with your money. I'd be happy to help. You. Schedule a call. We can make a plan. I'm looking forward to having you with me on the next episode.